Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything barrel bourbon. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing today? Um, I can't complain. I'm living, man. Yep. Having some fun trying to plan out my uh, my bachelor party. Yeah, trying to figure out if we're going to go to some distilleries for it or not. Right. I, I think it's. Uh, I think that could be a good bet for us. Uh, yeah. I know you and I would enjoy it. I know there's a couple other guys there that would enjoy drinking and having fun and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, At least uh, have an appreciation for it, if nothing else. Absolutely. Yeah. It could be a good time. So we're thinking maybe downtown Louisville for for a bachelor party. Uh, hit some of the, the hitting some of the whiskey road there and. Uh, yeah, we're really excited about it. And we'll guys, of course, we'll keep you posted on that. Maybe we'll end up with some special bottles if we end up down yeah. there. So, um, But anyways, uh, enough about us. Let's jump right into the show. Andy, tell the folks everything they need to know about this very highly anticipated episode, Barrel Bourbon. Uh, of course, I'd like nothing more. Barrel Bourbon, or as probably anybody really more knows them as, Barrel Craft Spirits, which is really the parent company in the distilling company, Um was founded in 2013 by a um, former tech entrepreneur and marketing professional guru, basically serial entrepreneur in both of these, like the tech and marketing uh, space, hmm. as kind of as I can see. Um, and it was something, you know, he, uh, their founder, Joe Beatrice, um, you know, started, he wanted to sit here and start a distillery after um, his experience in home brewing. Uh, led to it and also him liking um, barrel strength bourbons and just barrel strength whiskey as a whole. Love it. Um, and so it was something that, you know, kind of once he tried those bourbons and said like, oh, hey, I actually like this. I think this is something that's cool. I want to try and do this. He ended up um, along with wanting to question conventional wisdom in the whiskey space as a whole or more broadly, um, you know, he ended up opening up Barrelcraft Spirits um, as a distillery then to create Barrel Bourbon or Barrel Whiskeys. Um, and it's something that, you know, he kind of took a different route than what most other, and I think this comes from his marketing side of his brain, uh, than what most other distilleries do. Um you know, and so most other distilleries, as we've discussed so many times before on the podcast, you know, they either start with while they're aging their bourbons and their whiskeys, you know, they'll start selling either sourced product from MGP, Dickel, anyone like that, um, that source that provides sourced whiskey, or they create uh, clear alcohols, you know, vodkas like Wheatley's vodka with Buffalo Trace, anything like that. Um, but what Joe decided to do is, well, let's take it a bit different. Uh, let's not make our own product. Let's just source everything and then blend it. And that's our product. I like it. Um, and it's something that in everything I've tried and everything I've read and listened to about them, it's just rave reviews. I mean, everything they've done. I think they've won a whole bunch of awards for it, too. Like, yeah, people are obsessed with them. Exactly. Like, they're at least nationally recognized here for everything they're doing in the U.S., 
for their products, uh, if not internationally recognized. Um, you know, and it's something that, you know, each, what makes it really, at least to me, interesting is and magnificent is that each batch that they're doing is never really truly 100% replicated or replicable um, by them or anybody else. Uh, and of course, this is best personified by their infinite barrel concept, um, where they take 100 different barrels from around the world and they kind of combine a bit of each in barrel into each batch release that they do for their this series or this this concept. They always do it based on like the batch numbers. That's kind of how they release them. They just that's how they name each one of them is you know batch number or whatever. Yeah, I know uh, the batch number twenty one was named best. We're and we're going to be tasting number twenty seven today and a private release that's not actually one of their official batch numbers. Um, it's not like the 20, you know, 21, 22, 23, et cetera. Um, batch 21 was named Best Bourbon of the Year at the 2020 San Francisco World Spirits Competition. I know there was another batch that won one of the categories this year. I'm in the process of looking that up now. Yeah. And it's, it's highly acclaimed. Oh, yeah, highly acclaimed. And it's you know something else interesting about that infinite barrel concept. It's something that... Basically, those hundred or so barrels, they'll dump a bit of each barrel and kind of combine it into one barrel to then mature. But it's they selectively do it so that with those batches, each whiskey will complement the entire blend. Gotcha. So it's like kind of highlighting each, like they'll all create one great whiskey, but you're kind of get some benefits that maybe you'll catch from each of those whiskeys. Nice. The one, the, the award they won at the 2021 San Francisco spirits competition, uh, was the best small batch bourbon uh, aged up to five years. It was the private release, uh, batch B a one C. So again, not one of their numbered, uh, batches. This was a, this was a private yeah. release, which their private releases, in my opinion, have tended to be much, uh, higher much quality better. products than the regular batch numbers. Yeah. And of course this, you know, and all this, as you and I have been talking about here, leads um, it to kind of, they consider each of their bottlings effectively a, at least quote unquote, limited edition. And then it really can't be replicated. And it's just something that, you know, they intentionally do that to make it intentionally unique and bottle it at cask strength. Right. Um, and, you know, a perfect example of all that is their uh, Batch 003 Rye, which they combined, um, you know, multiple different barrels from f- that are 4, 16, and 14-year-old ryes from uh, Indiana, Tennessee, Poland, and Canada to create it. Um, and it's something that, like, each one, they kind of go out with a distinct and desired profile that they want. Um, to, and then from there, they kind of reverse engineer it, um, with each whiskey that they have to then make it good. Um, so it's kind of like, that's how they go about the process is they think about, well, here's what I want it to taste like, or here's what I want it to feel like and be, this is how I'm going to make it. These are the ones that I think, at least generally speaking, are going to make it good and near that. And, of course, this leads them into broadly five different categories of product that they've made, uh, at least throughout their history in some capacity. Um, Of course, bourbon, where they're up to batch number 29. Um, 
and it's at least available in for purchase in the United States. Uh, I don't know about it internationally, but at least in the United States. Then they just have whiskeys, um, and then they broadly speaking, and then they have ryes, and then they have runs, uh, and then of course there are various different special releases like that they do in their private releases and everything. Uh, and the rum, they're only on, I think they started that only very recently. They're only on batch one or two there. Okay. But um, like the rise, the American, or just the whiskeys as a whole, and then the bourbons, they're up anywhere between about batch three for the rise all the way, like I mentioned, up to batch 29 for the bourbons there. They keep uh, their distillery pretty like much under lock and key. Like you don't see much, many pictures of it. There's not a lot of tours. You know anything about no. that? Um, I, to be frank, I don't, um, I don't know why they keep it private. I have not heard a lot about that. Um, I'm sure it's something, you know, that like we could always reach out to them, inquire and, you know, on a later podcast or something like say, Hey, this is why. Right. But off the top of my head, I don't really know why it's kind of the distilling or the, um, blending side of it is kept under such lock and key other than, you know, they want to sit here and have, their trade secrets kept a secret. Right. Um, so other than that, I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. I like it. Yeah. And of course, I mean, like you've alluded to through so much of it. I mean, they have won so many, even with just eight years of blending experience, right. you know, they've won so many different awards. Uh, you know, I even had bartend like bar owners, like Hop and Vines bar owner was like, you know, the the, the bourbon I've heard that every this was like six months ago, eight, nine months ago. It's like you know the bourbon everyone was talking about, the bourbon everyone wants to get their hand on. That's it's barrel bourbon. Yeah, and I'm like interesting. Yeah, even and, some of like the well-renowned like uh bar- bourbon podcasts, like uh, they rave about it and they have you know marketing stuff from them. Yeah, that they talk about. I mean, it's 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 really grown. And it shows. I mean, they've won stuff with the San Francisco World Spirits competitions. You know, wine and whiskey enthusiasts, um, Ascot awards, everything like that. I mean, right? Like gold awards, basically minimum as far as I've ever seen, like a minimum of 90, 90 out of a hundred rating through places. Um, <clears throat> double golds, double platinums, like they're well recognized, right? Well, highly acclaimed. Have you ever had one of the barrel bourbons before? Because I had not until to, I got my hands on. To be these honest, two I think this will be the first time. Gotcha. Uh, that I've ever tried one, but. Very From good. what I've heard, I have high expectations of their stuff, so I would love to see it. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna. Do, we're. Are you ready to jump into the tastings? I think it's that time. I'm per- ready. Yeah. Perfect. So I will say batch 27 uh, is the only batch that I have. Then I have a private release. Uh, I definitely think that the private release I enjoyed more than the batch 27. Uh, I was a little underwhelmed with batch 27 just because they they are so critically acclaimed. Um, but the private release has been really, uh, you know, a pleasant surprise. So let's, uh, go ahead, pour yourself, uh, one of the, you know, the, one of the glasses of the batch 27. If you have any of the private release series, uh, get yourself one of those as well. And, uh, right here in a minute, we're going to dive into the tastings. All right, folks. So we've gone ahead and poured ourselves a glass of the barrel bourbon batch number 27. Uh, so we're going to, of course, as always start off uh, with the nose. Ooh, very good. Like, like. I get some of those very, very stereotypical bourbon notes. Uh, get oak. a little bit of citrus in there. Citrus. Very yeah. heavy on the oak, though. I'm very, getting some orange, absolutely. Yeah. Some citrus. I'm getting a little bit of cherry, like some dry fruit type notes. 
Okay. Okay. I can kind of get those in there. Yeah. You know, I very much get like like the, some like baking spices, but like if you're making like pies and cakes or um, more pies than cakes, baking spices. Very complex nose. Like cinnamon. Say. Yeah, it's so good. Let's give it a taste. Ooh, it's pretty good. Good. Someone's clocking in at 115.7 proof. Um, age five years. This is batched like 27. Like I said, bottle number 3048. Okay. Um, what are some notes that you're getting in that, that palette? I get a lot more of the oak and um, like, like bread. Or like kind of a bready note in it, but it's not like what I was getting last week with um Western Reserve bread. It's more like a like a pie crust bready um note in that. And I think that's kinda complemented by some of those baking spices in it. Mm-hmm. Um on the palate, that's more of what I'm getting. I like it. I'm I'm still getting I I think it's pretty similar some to, fruit to the there. I think it's pretty similar to the nose for me. Yeah. Um, light peppery tobacco notes on the finish. Um, quite delightful. Yeah. Especially for, lasts around for a while, especially too. for a 115. Absolutely. It yeah. does. Yeah. And it's not quite as hot as what the, you'd imagine for like a 115. I, plus I agree. Proof. It's not my, the notes, um, aren't like my favorite ones as far as what you would get from a bourbon. But I think, I mean, it's great for, 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 oh, for yeah. proofage and, and for everything. And it's certainly a complex bourbon, a lot more, you know, when you compare it to like a Western Reserve from last week, it's like, there's a lot more you're getting out of this as far as complexity yeah. than, a, than a bourbon like that. Mm-hmm. And you're comparing a five age, uh, to a 14. Oh yeah. So pretty, yeah, pretty it, impressive. Yeah. It stands up well, if not better. Right. All right. We're going to finish up this glass and then we're going to go ahead and, and jump into the private release. All right, folks, now it's time for the second tasting of the episode. Uh, this one, we are doing a barrel bourbon private release. It's a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys, 50% five-year, 35% nine-year, 10% 13-year, and 5% 15-year. Uh, it's the, the blend number is D01K. Uh, this is bottle number 2250. It is a 112.78 proof. So, as always, we're going to go ahead and start with the nose. What are some hints you're getting, Andy? A lot more mellow of a nose compared to the other one. I agree. A lot. It's mellower. It's also a little bit less complex, I think. Yeah, even though it's like three proof less, I mean, it's still a lot more mellow. I'm getting some fruity notes. I get some muted fruit notes. I get Yeah, some, muted, definitely. Um... You know, I definitely still get the oak notes. I get some leather notes in there with it. I get more. I get a lot of leather as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let me think what else I'm getting here. I'm still getting light. I'm getting a lot of dried cherry today for some reason. Yeah. I kind of can get some dried cherry in that. I think that's maybe the fruit note I'm getting in it. Yeah, but um, it's mixed a lot with that leatherness. That leatherness. Yeah. I'm getting kind of some, again, baking spices and cinnamon in there with it. Um, yeah, with it. I mean, it's still good. Let's go yeah, ahead. and Let's go ahead and give it a taste. I think it's smoother than the twenty-seven. Maybe a little less complex though. 
Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, getting less flavors. Yeah, but it's a smoother. Uh, so if you're maybe someone who really wants all those bold flavors and notes, you maybe would go want to with go their for the batches. 27. Yeah. yeah, private release. You're looking at high proofage, but smooth. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd agree with you there. I mean, it's still. <clears throat> what are some yeah. of the top notes you're getting? Like some of the ones that really um, stand out to you on the palate. Um, yeah. Really, what's standing out the most is kind of a leather and oak palette on the for me. Yeah. I'm not getting a lot of nose on the, on the taste on the palette. Yeah. Um, finish sticks around with you for a while, but you know, not quite as long as the the 27. No. It's interesting. I think actually I came into it saying I thought I liked the 27 less, and I might actually have to flip it. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's not I, that this is a bad one. Yeah. No. Both are very very good, but I think the the uh, batch 27 for me at least. Based on everything, uh, palate and nose, I think is better. Yeah, I have uh, to. I think I have to agree. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, listen to every episode of Distilled Discussion, share it on social media. We really do appreciate all your support and feedback. Please make sure it keeps uh, keeps on coming. Uh, have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week. <laughs>